flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the over 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 255. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside this week with Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm on the West Coast right now in La La Land for a while and enjoying the weather. It's so great. It's um, always so great. <laughs> I know, I know. Different different way of life over here on the West Coast for sure. Um, but did you notice, have you looked at your social media recently and noticed that is everyone seemingly in Miami or, or at the very least Florida? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's the getaway, especially for uh, where I'm at on the East Coast, like just in suburbia. Uh, it's definitely... I feel like everyone's go-to at some part of Florida, especially at the moment. Even with some of my friends where I'm staying here, a lot of his L.A. friends seemingly have made their way over to Florida, <laughs> and everyone's posting from it. I'm like, okay, Florida, we get it. <laughs> I know. I think they're just excited that it's like the less COVID-practicing part of uh, of the, just of, where, yeah, of where we are. Exactly. I totally agree with that. All right. Um, well, let's get into uh, this week's hot gay sex topics. And there's a couple ones that I wanted to get into. First of all, we reported recently, um, I'm not sure if you were on the show, Jeremy, but we were talking about these gender reveal parties that have gone wrong. Yes. And yeah. And so we were talking about how... For one thing, there's been one too many stories of like somebody lit in California started a whole forest fire because they were going to do some fireworks extravaganza thing. And it obviously went south. And then mm -hmm. there was another guy that did it, I believe, in New Jersey where it was going to spark something. And unfortunately, it sparked in his face and he died. The father, yeah, which is so yeah, horrible. Yeah, I remember that story. And then the recent, and then we were talking a lot about how they're just seemingly, in my mind, totally outdated. Like they don't make sense anymore, especially with transgender. Like you don't really, people don't know what the person's gender is. Mm -hmm. The latest is uh, another gender reveal that ended in tragedy. A gender reveal stunt resulted in the deaths of two people when a small plane crashed into the ocean Tuesday near Cancun, Mexico. And a family had traveled to uh, this part of the Caribbean and hired the plane from this company, releasing a banner called It's a Girl. Well, the plane was flying above the lagoon performing stunts when it let out the banner. 
It seemed to perform a flip and then took a nosedive towards the water. The disaster was filmed by some members of the family. Someone can be heard joking in the video, it's all good as long as it doesn't end up crashing into us. But cheers at the gender reveal quickly changed to gasp and screams as the family watched the crash. And one man shouted, um, I can't believe this, no way. The pilot died during the rescue effort and the co-pilot died while receiving first aid on land. Two others in the plane survived. But, and this article goes on to say that gender reveals have been criticized for reinforcing the gender binary and the idea that gender is fixed at birth and they have become increasingly dangerous and disastrous. It's just like, what are, what's this big deal to reveal? And do you, are, are people just like trying to outdo each other? I, that's what my mom and I were talking about because uh, she just felt like I, I brought it up with her after the last time that we had discussed it and she's really over them as well. Just because here we have like so many cousins and family members that uh, do them and she really feels like, and she feels like it's just like a one upper. So she feels like the same thing with weddings and wedding venues and all of that. She just is constantly now feeling like uh, it's like the contest of who can have the bigger, better party and just like, just a, a different reveal. And yeah. I mean, I, one of my cousins actually did one that was, I thought, I think I told you about it before. It was kind of like a cool concept that I had never seen, but it was still like definitely over the top and extravagant. They did like a, they live on the beach in uh, Gloucester and they did like a, a pink lobster in a cage Okay. and, and like pulled it up on the dock and had it like smoked pink smoke or whatever. And. Yeah, she had a daughter. Right. <laughs> but what about the whole thought that it just seems it's all about the parents that and not even with recognizing that at some point this person could want to be a different gender and right. you're making you're fixated on just that one the, what they're born, but I mean, I'm sure in the ultimately it doesn't matter, but it's just it's so about you and I know the you know, they're probably excited to have a kid and mm-hmm. I just think it's outdated and the concept was fine maybe at first, but now we know more. And right. When, and when you know more, you do better. And I just think even if obviously the baby doesn't know when they're born necessarily right away, if, if they want to go into that gender that they were born into, mm-hmm. what the tone I think that it sets for all the friends and that just proliferates like a boy must have blue, you know, like blue girls must like pink for all of the friends and the extended family that come to these parties. It sets that age old tone that is dated. And, you know, in a related story, at least our president, Joe Biden is um, recently March 31st marked transgender day of visibility Um, And he marked the occasion by becoming the first U.S. president to issue a formal presidential proclamation recognizing the occasion. And in the proclamation, Biden praised the transgender community for, quote, generations of struggle, activism and courage that have brought our country closer to full equality for transgender and gender non-binary people in the U.S. and around the world. 
And along with um, officially designating March 31st, 2021 as Transgender Day of Visibility, the president Mm -hmm. also called upon all Americans to join in the fight for full equality for transgender people. Um, They rose the flag. I think that these are the types of things like, you know, when our administration is setting the tone that there's so much hatred towards our community at large, but certainly for the transgender community and hate crimes. These are the kind of things that I think, and I I love that our, I forget how old Joe Biden is, but he's in his late seventies is setting a better tone for the transgender community than people across the country with having babies. (laughs) Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to transgender awareness day. All right. Well, we were talking last week, I believe, about twins and the, oh, the two the Bellamy twins that had a made porn together, even had bareback sex together. And you were like, no, I'm not into twins at all. And at least brothers like are like having sex with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And we reported on how these two set of twins do not even speak anymore. They made this decision to do it at an early age. And it's really put a horrible rift in their family. One of them is is nowhere to be found. Well, wouldn't you know it, there's a, a new set of twins uh, on the scene. Uh, the, these gay twins, uh, um, the King twins are reportedly straight. So there will be no bareback scenes like the Peters twins that we reported on. <laughs> and although they're apparently, uh, although apparently they've had a five sum with three women, we'd rather just do, um, there were just articles, um, saying that they'd rather just do brunch instead. So D and J King have just signed on the dotted line with porn brand gay hoopla. You know them, right? Jeremy? Yeah. Gay mm-hmm. hoopla, yeah. So they, I think they're black. They look black. They're really sexy and hot. Um, they're going to be doing gay porn. How would this go over for you? Because they're not going to be having bareback sex. It looks like they're just going to be, I mean, there's a picture of them. I could put this up on Tag's podcast. Side by side with hard-ons. Um, their arms are around each other, but not like bros kind of. Um, I just still find it like really like it's like bothersome and it just makes me think of because I have three brothers that it's just not something that I have any interest in and it nothing about it arouses me whatsoever yeah I mean I kind of agree with you too and again they didn't list the age of these two brothers but they definitely look on the younger side and you know oftentimes many guys get into porn at an early age and a lot, a lot comes with going into porn. I mean, it's all sounds mm-hmm. like an exciting life. The money potentially sounds great, but you know, as you know, it takes a long time. It's taken me a long time to just grow, mature, definitely sexually. And yeah. I think playing around with that, their images is in this article, so it's putting their images out there. I think sometimes people aren't thinking this through on how this will go over later on in life. I, 
I mean, yeah, I do you agree. think people are they just often? Do you feel like some of these companies are taking advantage of them, or or the guys are just not ready and not mature enough, but looking at the money, perhaps? I kind of feel like it's a a mix of all of those things. So I think that it they may not be given the option for a long time frame to think about it and take the offer. I also think they may be in situations where they want whatever they can get as far as financially and are willing to go to any length or just the scenarios that people are putting together for them as a proposal rather than like really thinking about it in depth. And then, I mean, maybe they're just saying fuck it and they are totally fine with it and open to the opportunity, but I think it's the latter. And I just think they're really not thinking it through and they may just be doing it for the money. I'm not sure. It's interesting because it sounds like they've done straight porn. I think they are straight. Does it even matter, do you think, of the fact that they're switching over to do kind of gay for pay, gay porn? I mean, it's still porn, but this gay hoopla may, like, it sounds like when they, the scenes that they've done before were with women and they were kind of in the same room doing it. I would imagine they're going to want these two guys to be kind of on each other a little bit, right? Maybe not airbag sex. I think that'll definitely be part of the staging and just the scenes that they set up for them. And I think that these companies are definitely maximizing on having them be in those situations. Yeah. And I just think it's really going after, cause there's, I feel like they're adorable. So were the last guys that we reported on, but it's mm-hmm. going to draw mixed, you know, there's going to be those guys that are going to be like, this is so hot and want to watch this. And then there's going to be others that are just going to be like, it's, eh, I can't go there like yourself. Right. And you are love porn. So it's like for you to be like, eh, no, and they're really hot too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, good luck to them. Um, but we'll see how this plays out. Spring has sprung and Manscaped has the best tools to get us ready. I may have mentioned that I'm spending the next several weeks on the West Coast in Los Angeles, La La Land, and just driving around seeing everybody out in the beautiful weather in shorts, tank tops. I am so glad I prepared and trimmed my junk and all my other areas before I made it over here. Sidebar note, I used to live in LA, but when I lived here, Manscaped wasn't around. What did I do? It was either using some poor shears for my roommate. Oh yeah, I had my roommate help me shave down there. It was the largest shears he had, and they were so rickety old, they needed to be oiled. It was the wrong choice. Yes, he did nick me. Yes, I was hoping that whoever I hooked up with during that period, the lights were off because it was not cute down there. Let me tell you, there may have been no bush, but there was a lot of cuts and bruises happening down there. I am so happy that Manscaped is here because they're really the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They're here to help us with are above the waist holes too. 
Have you heard of their Weed Whacker? This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Don't think I didn't pack my Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It started to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. You'll also find the Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers. Smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. Get 20% off free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So there's a recent Reddit that caught my attention about the age gap and a straight girl writes by the way i'm not talking about an illegal relationship with the minor and she writes all the james charles stuff coming up which was with minors so totally different she got her thinking how growing up whenever my 18 or 19 year old female friends dated a guy in their mid-20s the guy was typically really controlling and liked younger women for this reason but plenty of my gay friends at 18 19 had perfectly healthy relationships with older men So I thought I would ask outside of my small friendship circle, would you say age gap relationships like this in gay circles are more common and less damaging to the younger person? Um, I'm just wondering because do you think that there's a difference in our gay community? Because there's certainly more examples of big age gaps, I think, than in our straight counterparts. Would you agree on that part, Jeremy? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's also, I don't know, for some reason, it just, in our uh, community specifically, it's like more normal. And I think also accepted more, where it's less controversial than in straight community where in the straight world where like a really older man dates a younger woman, it's definitely common. But it's frowned upon more than I think it's frowned upon in our community. Yeah. And I think it's I mean, something I... that you see so much in our community. And uh, as that person stated, I agree with the fact that it's like mutually beneficial and it works. And that's not always the case uh, in straight world. Yeah. When some, somebody to that, what you were kind of saying stated, I've dated men who were older than older than me like around 15 to 20 years older than me. One guy I dated for two months, they write, um, was the same age as my dad. No no big surprise, (laughs) though. The whole age thing didn't bother me one bit. And yeah, it does, um, you know, recently a friend of mine who is a little bit older than me, early 50s, was dating in COVID this time frame, a guy that was 20, how old was he? I think he was 25. And I was like, wow, that's a huge age gap. They met during COVID and 
the funny thing is my friend said his sex drive at 54, like he wants to have sex all the time. And the boyfriend was like, you know, a few times a week was good for him, mm-hmm. which I thought was really funny. So oftentimes um, people might assume that your sex, you're not as wanting to have as much sex when you get older, but not necessarily in this case. Yeah, I definitely think that's on like a case by case basis. I feel like it across the board, you can't just assume that because someone's young, they want it all the time and vice versa. Exactly. So for, from a sex standpoint, it was good because then I was asking, well, how is it going out and unfortunately my friend has some underlying health conditions so this was before he was vaccinated and once you know it every time they would go out with say the boyfriends the younger boyfriends friends at someone's house there was way more people at the party than there probably should have been no masks were being worn and it was just kind of they all looked at it like well we've had covid so it's all fine and dandy I think that they were off in their friendships and it the age gap really showed itself there because one of them was just sort of practice or one of them was practicing protocol mm-hmm. and the other one was not. And that's a big deal, I think, um, at least in this situation that we're still find ourselves in. Definitely. Um, I'm just wondering with you, have you ever dated it like dramatically outside of your age bracket? And if you did or if you haven't, would you? Uh, I don't ever rule it out because I don't find that age is uh, an issue. I definitely think it's based off of like physical attraction and personal attraction and just the the mix of your personality. So I wouldn't rule it out, but I definitely stay within the realm of like, I I think 10 years is like the good norm uh, for myself specifically. Uh, and I don't think that I've gone really outside of like the five to 10 year range as far as older than me. Yeah, at least for me right now, I think that 10 year age gap is totally fine and not a big deal at all. I think mm-hmm. it can show up. Some people were writing in the comment section, well, sometimes one ends up being more the mentor and they like being the mentor. And then the other one, is learns more from the younger one and that can work and i've seen that in relationships i wouldn't want it to be that sort of thing for me where i'm always feeling like i'm mentoring somebody and i don't claim to have all the answers here and i think it just sets a tone of one person's role over another one's and i don't know if that would work out for me i think that i would it would get old for me and yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about the mentor? Um, I don't mind it, but I definitely don't like like the someone being always in control. That that's definitely not something that I settle for, even if they are older than me. And and sometimes when you do have a relationship where one's a mentor, they can hang it over your like hold it over your head in certain situations, and that part. I'm totally not a fan of. Yeah, I would totally agree with you on that. Um, Yeah, so it is interesting. I do think our community does, and I think it's cool, um, but it can definitely, um, it works for some and doesn't for others. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here. And I may have mentioned that over this past pandemic year, I've had a friends with benefits. Well, I hadn't seen him in several months, so I was really ready to see him. He came over, and when we were ready to get to business, if you know what I mean, I reached for the condoms. We both knew that we wanted to minimize any possibility of STIs, and when I put on the skin, he said that this is his favorite condom. It was so easy to slide on, it felt like he didn't even have it on, but it was on. (laughs) And the great part about it is the sensation that we both felt from my side, being on the receiving end, to his, just as if we had opted not to use condoms. The best part about it is we had a great, intimate sexual experience. Didn't even notice we had the condom on, but we did. And I was completely reminded on why he's a friends with benefits. Yep, he will be back. So you may or may not know this, but Skin, my favorite brand, is the number one latex condom in the world. It's got the strength of premium latex offering the same protection against STIs. My favorite thing that I mentioned about Skin is they're made with skin feel. They have this revolutionary non-latex polyisoprene material And that's what I was talking about. It makes them noticeably softer and they provide a more natural fit and feel proven to enhance stimulation. So you guys, if you want to experience the same heightened intimacy that I just told you about, shop for skin condoms at amazon.com. That's S-K-Y-N. All right, cool. Well, recently, Jeremy, you were telling me offline that you were looking at your Facebook and you was it an old high school you had a crush on yeah was and you were wondering and we wanted to talk about what kinds of um are like high school crushes that we had that we either where are they now and what what was the crush so mine specifically was someone that added me that is Still super sexy. He looks exactly like he did when we were young. And you sent me the picture and he's very sexy. Yeah, he's all tatted up. And I remember him from, he was literally, I think he's been in all of my grades. He was in my first grade class. And now he's a chef at a restaurant around here. And when he added me, we ended up just like, we both love food. And so he we were chatting about that on Instagram after Facebook, but it was funny because he came up in people you may know on both of them and ended up adding me first on Instagram and then on Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, did you guys talk a lot during, this was high school, right? When you first knew him? No, it was elementary school. It was like first grade. Yeah. Very, very young. (laughs) And were you guys friends then? No, we totally were not. So it's funny because now when you're older, everything's different. So it's like someone that I probably never really talked to or even conversed with. Maybe like a few words if we were like working on a group project together or whatever. In that age group. (laughs) Yeah, but it was totally like somebody that was just in a different like group of kids and 
all the bros that hung out together and it just wasn't somebody that I would talk with or just didn't talk with in general. And now that we're older and adults, I mean, they're just things that you have in common with other people. So our conversations have been like short, but it, it's definitely like, it just brought me back to those days when I like would just drool over him in school. <laughs> in in grade school, because yeah. as you've told us before on the show, you knew you were gay early on, right? And yeah, definitely. Attracted to guys, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, for a long time. That's so funny. Do you think that him, and he friended you recently, correct? Yes. First on Instagram and then on Facebook. Wow, that's interesting. And you're sure he's straight? <laughs> I mean, he. I think he is. He has a daughter and a, and a girlfriend and stuff. But I mean, that okay. doesn't really mean that he couldn't be curious or whatever but I don't know it's also I think when you get older and everyone's adults I think it interests people to see what you look like now where you're at where you live what you're doing things like that so it could also be a part of that because I mean we've been in the same grades for years and years I mean I think it was at least first grade through eighth grade and then we might have gone to different schools after that but it's just someone that's lived in the same town that I grew up in. Yeah, that's funny because I think you're right about people just get curious. And in thinking about when you brought this up, who would be the one that I had a crush on? And there was this one guy uh, from grade school as well, but we also we went to Catholic school and uh, our Catholic school went from first to eighth grade. And then mm-hmm. we went to the Catholic high school and, uh, that he also went to as well. So he was definitely somebody that I saw from first through 18 years old, you know, first grade through 18 years of age. And in grade school, I remember this other guy and and him kind of would sort of tease people. It wasn't the my crush that did it as much. He just kind of went along with this other guy. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, Oh, he's cute, but he's kind of a bully kind of thing. By the time he got to high school, he became like football jock. And I think he was homecoming king and dated of like, course. of course, dated like the really, um, you know, sexy cheerleader, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, and he always, I think the reason I was attracted to him more in high school was he mellowed out and he got rid of that friend that was the instigator. And he would always say hi to me. He was really nice, mellow. Uh, What I thought was hot about him was he, you know how some kids in school look older, like they mature older. He was definitely like six feet tall. Mm -hmm. And he definitely could grow muscles, like a manly muscles. He had more sharper features and i just thought oh my gosh i was like drooling after him too and it, <laughs> and but i think the thing that made him sexy and hot to me was that he was always kind and nice too so you double that up with looking the way he looked i was always like thinking about him and drooling and probably jerking off i'm sure thinking about him <laughs> right then, the nice part definitely adds uh, another aspect to it because it is like refreshing and also when you're very vulnerable and young and like immature it helps when 
like the person that you're you have a crush on is nice just because they're not and sometimes you have a crush on your bully i mean that yeah all that kind of stuff happens when you're young right but the niceness works more towards yeah i agree with you what you're saying on that and when i looked him up i think he actually as well when i got on facebook several years ago all of our High school friends, school friends had friended each other, and he was the one that friended me. I didn't friend him. In fact, most of my uh, schoolmates were the ones that friended me, because at the time when I went on Facebook, I th- I knew I'd be posting gay, you know, that I'm gay and this and that. Yeah. And I wasn't sure where a lot of them would stand, especially going, coming from a Catholic school. But mm-hmm. he friended me, and I went through his pictures. He's still not bad looking, but he's lost most of his hair, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's he's handsome, but he's put on some weight, and mm-hmm. so. But he has a nice family, and I figured uh, since he friended me, that was kind of cool, and he could see what I look like now, and and it, it is kind of a fun situation to. To kind of see where where did they go and and how did they they can kind of have a window into your life. Unlike you, though, we didn't communicate since then. But like, I think he liked some of my postings a few times, so he definitely knows that I'm you know gay and and he's probably really cool. Like I said, he was nice and probably totally evolved. And yeah, and so that's cool. I know. I not like that. Yet. Yeah. So that that was kind of my. Um, school crush, um, which definitely, um, I sometimes go on there just to see what is he doing, right? (laughs) (laughs) What are they up to? And it's interesting. I do like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we want to hear from you. You can uh, share with us, go to, you can go to tagspodcast.com and share us a little bit. Who was your school crush that you had and where are they now? You can email me that or ask us, ask tags. We give unsolicited or solicited advice to you on sex and relationships. DM us, follow us at tags podcast. Jeremy, thanks for uh, hanging out today here on another episode. Definitely. Always fun. You can follow Jeremy on Instagram as well at J Ross Lopez at J Ross Lopez. Lincoln's back next week along with Jeremy as well. So uh, join us and keep it sexy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. <laughs>